0: We on? Are we on? Are we on? Track chat. Check, check it. The black, two, black. Two. <laughs> All right, y'all. Everybody, y'all know what it is. Today's Wednesday. It is another episode of Track Chat. Um, side note: our uh, usual moderator is gone for today because his baby girl has a birthday. So shout out to the young Me. princess. Happy birthday Me. to her. Um, I am the standing moderator for tonight. Coach Lamont Johnson, Johnson C. Smith, aka the artist formerly known as Flex Luger. We have the alchemist himself, the man of arms, Hassan Stamps, ETSU, and we finally have the behind the scenes, the 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 the, the brains behind the whole operation, Mr. David Pickett. So nice of you to show your face today. So I'm gonna be the moderator, and I'm you know I'm also gonna be engaging with all of y'all, whatever the case may be, and uh you know. It's been a relatively slow weekend this past weekend because you know everyone's getting prepared for conference championships. I know conference USA and the Sun Belt just had theirs, so congratulations to all those athletes and those schools that won their respective conference titles. Um, but we do have some meets to talk about: the American Track League this past weekend, and the meet that happened in Spain today. There was some fireworks that took off. But first, let's talk about let's talk about the American Track League. Let's start with Shamir Little. Listen.
1: She's ready. She ready, ready.
0: So so she's pr two weeks in a row. And when I say two weeks in a row, she ran one week, took a week off, and came back and dropped another personal best. You know, she's added a lot of intrigue to the outdoor, not only the 400 hurdles, but also the open quarter when she was asked in the interview. What did y'all make of her for a run? What did y'all see that she's done differently so far, now that she's left Texas A&M, and now she's training at the University of Arkansas. Uh,
1: I would say she just looks like she's matured, man. Um, you know, they say uh, in, in 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 the NFL and the, and the NBA, you know that that first contract is what you splurge on. That second contrast is what that second contract is what you live off of. So, for her to grow and leave the the comfort of her college situation to uh, Johnson younger than Boogie or older? Uh,
0: I think, I think Chris might be younger, but not by that much.
1: They go to the, you know, it's, it's, there's a great coaching, you know, family trio to the, the, the Johnson boys. Um, And Chris just starting his own official group this earlier this year and just the great work he's done at Arkansas and and the time he's been down there. You know, it definitely looks like, you know, uh, things are clicking, things are sinking for Shamir Little. Um, Just a little backstory: I remember watching Shamir Little at World Juniors in Barcelona uh, back in 2012, and I think she fell over the last hurdle, but she was about to run really fast then. So uh, after having a story collegiate career, um, you know, I've always been a fan of Shamir Little, and it's always been interesting to me to see, like, what happens when we're really all at our best because if you really think about it, We have four women that are 400 hurdlers that are 50 point quarter mileage. Uh, McLaughlin, who's faster. Uh, DeLilla can drop 50 point. Now Shamir Little at 50 point. And and Ashley, uh, what's Ashley's last name? Spencer. Um, I mean, that's a formidable 4x4, in all honesty. Uh, And it was great to see that Team USA didn't drop the ball last year and at the World, or two years ago and at the World Championships. uh, Both DeLilla and Sid uh, were on the 4x4 final. Uh, ma can't hear you, Mike.
0: I'm sorry about that. Um, pick, you know, you're you're very in-depth with that level, you know, you have a lot of expertise with that. What what was your takeaway from what you saw from Shamir this past weekend?
2: Uh, I would have to agree with Stamps. She's just more mature. She's she's focused. She's away from the collegiate level now. You know, she's not in that environment with the college athletes even though she's at Arkansas, but it's still a different environment from what she had been accustomed to. So she spent a lot of time at AM and and she was just comfortable. So she just needed to leave that environment and kind of get uncomfortable and try something new and get around more professional athletes.
0: Yeah. You know, you know, and Chris Johnson, you know, I've known him through his brother and, you know, like many people know his brother and myself were college teammates. So I've known about Chris for a long time and coaching just ran in their blood. And what Chris has done between there, Penn State, and then when he came back, I mean, he's done some phenomenal things there. And, um, you know, he's really honed in and, and and mastered his craft. And he's gotten a lot of great results from the work that he's put in. You know, he's he's found a lot of athletes that, that fits his personality and what he looks for and what Arkansas has built. So, you know, shout out to Chris Johnson. You know, he doesn't get a lot of love. And, you know, I will definitely make sure he gets um, the notoriety that he wants. Now, the most intriguing event there was the Men's 60. Let, let, let's, 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 dive, let's dive into that. There was a couple of people there who made a lot of noise, who if you're not really on the track scene, you really won't know who they are so you had zachary jewel and jackson webb who went one two respectively first and foremost they opened eyes in the prelims they came back and ran even better in the finals hopefully the young man i believe it was uh i believe it was zachary jewel who won it hopefully he's okay you know some people don't learn how to go up the bank and you know he went up the bank and it looked really bad but i hope he's okay what was your takeaway from, from those two young men? What did you what do you all see that kind of like put a little smile on your face or kind of like, hmm, that's
1: interesting? Well, let, let's just say it. Uh, my my brothers from other mothers are the fair skinned nationality. And as we all know, you know, they like to say white men can't jump, which is not true. Uh Derek Drawn is proof of that. And they like to think the white man can't sprint. That is definitely not true. You can thank Mr. Jewel and what was the other guy's name?
0: It's uh his name is excuse me, Jackson Webb. Jackson Webb, Webb was Jackson the big Web. twelve the big the Jackson Webb, the Big Twelve champ from the University of Oklahoma. So shout out to Coach Langford and the work that he's putting in with that young man.
1: There you go. So it, it is not it is not only the brothers. That, that can they can pick them up and put them down really fast. So that's that's the unique unique thing. And I think uh, when you talk about just dynamics of sprinting and and it being a diverse area, that's that's good for the sport. Because uh, the more people that look differently, the more people are open uh, to seeing the sport, viewing the sport. And as we're trying to find our space on networks. You know, it 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 helps that there's diversity in the events that we do have.
0: You know, and before before a pick steps in and say something because it wasn't for pick, we probably wouldn't have known who those young men were. Um, I've said this for years, and people have gotten mad at me for saying what I said. And I've said this many times. I've always felt that if there was a great white hope to run in one of those premier events and to dominate in like a Maurice Green type fashion, you will see a lot more views taking place on track and field because people want to be able to relate to a sport, and, you know, and then you debunk this myth that, oh, well, white guys can't run, which we all know is a lie because we all remember Mitch Potter. We all remember, we all remember Adam Steele. We all remember all the great Jeremy Warner. We all remember all the great, the great, um, white American sprinters that came about and dominated the sport had they run, whether it was college or beyond. So, you know, I always felt that, you know, we need that spark. We need that extra, that extra spark to, 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 to make the sport more known on the national scene because it's already, because it's already known internationally, but here in America, that's what I always feel that that's what these advertisers want to see. And that's what they want. And that's what they want to be able to relate to. Pick you go ahead.
2: Hey, it's 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 good to see a little diversity. It's been a while since John Teeters and Casey Cumbis. Casey, Casey
1: Cumbis, I knew you was gonna say that.
2: <laughs> Casey
0: Cumbis, boy, yeah, he he was something for somebody so small. He was powerful, but yeah, um, you know, it's it, it's great it's great to see a little diverse, you know, a diversity in in what what's been taking place now shout out to the american track league and shout out to paul dog once again for putting on a spectacular four meets and giving the giving the track and field community what they want we all know there was little glitches even on the last episode that's okay that's okay test run we're gonna stand and support we love what you we we love what you did and understand that we'll we we will always have your back now
1: i want to wait before you go to the next thing i want to say something Part of the reason why it was so successful, not only for him putting that stuff on, it was on a Sunday, where there's no other competitions happening so people could tune in and check it out. Colleges weren't going on Friday. Colleges were racing. I mean, colleges were going on Friday. Colleges were racing on Saturdays. And we all got to tune in and watch and be fans and say, oh, Sunday afternoon, so now that we start to talk about our window, we gotta go where other people are. And you said that you 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 know you mentioned that in the previous
0: episode in picking contested this that we have to find our own alley and capitalize within that alley and stay in that alley. I have no problem with Sunday. Most of our conference championship finals was on a Sunday, <laughs> you know. So, you know, with the exception of when BYU was in the mountain west, everything had to end on Saturday because of their religious. Because of their religious beliefs, um, I believe that if we stick to a Sunday schedule, I you you're absolutely right. I do believe I do believe that track and field can flourish. Pick what you got to say on that.
2: No, I I agree, um, especially during the indoor season and the outdoor season, because football season's over, so no one's watching the NFL on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Basketball season's not really hot at the moment into March Madness and you know, the NBA playoffs. So it's, I mean, it's a good window. I mean, they, they have a lot of, you know, had a lot of great ratings for Sunday. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there were some other
0: great performances there. You know, there was one in particular, you know, you know, we got to be very mindful on how we speak about it. But the high school, the high school 200-meter record got broken. Um, Another young man, I believe, ran the fourth fastest time ever ran. So, you know, congratulations to those coaches and those athletes of those young men. Um my frat brother, you know, he works down there at that institution where where the young man who won, you know, congratulations, congratulations to them. Um, that's a fast, that's a fast time. That that's that's a fast time, and people don't understand what that young man did. You know, when Xavier Carter broke the mold, we thought, oh, Xavier Carter's gonna be the next coming. And he 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 damn near was, you know, so. For them to do what they did, for them to do what they did was was remarkable. And then, you know, shout out to all those, shout out to those individuals. Um, Allison Felix decided to run indoors. Her first indoor race and her first indoor two hundred. In what eighteen years? She goes out there and she runs one of the fastest times ever ran. She's back.
1: <laughs> that's that's what you do when you a mommy now and you got somebody to run for now and and. And you, Allison Felix, you the goat, and you still got some left in the tank. Like my boy Rocky said, I just feel like I still got something in the basement. Boy, y'all better watch out. Allison Felix is on a mission.
0: Pick what you think about. What you think about her performance? I mean, she ran 7.28 and 22.5. That's that's Justin Gatlin, the female version. <laughs> you call Gatlin, the female version. Nah, I think Allison Felix got
2: her own perch. She, she does. I mean, but she, she got her own touch. Talk about longevity. Yep. You talk about you know
1: persevering and, and always being a factor. You always. can always, always going to be a factor if Allison is in that race. Always. And,
0: and you know something. And that's something I want. I want. I want to touch on. Allison Felix has always been a threat, no matter whether it was 2003 when she busts on the scene in 2021. That woman has always been a threat. She's 35 years old and she's still a threat to win or medal, not a threat to make the final. No, she's a threat to win or medal. So we we, we have to we have to appreciate the greatness of this woman. Like she is hands down the greatest American sprinter, female sprinter of all time. You know what? Let me not even put it in a box. <laughs> She's probably the greatest American sprinter of all time. Now, I know I'm going to ruffle some feathers when I say that because, you know, we got people that's loyal to Justin Gatlin. We got people that loyal to Carl Lewis. We got people that love to Maurice Green. You know, but you got to look at that woman's resume. That woman has made three Olympic finals in three different disciplines. Three. She made the 100-meter final in 2012. She made. She's made 200-meter finals she made the 400 meter finals in 2016. That woman goes down as the greatest all around sprinter of all time, and I'm a Gwen Torrance fan. and for, and, and for me to acknowledge that says that this woman has put together a body of work that can't be untouched and is unprecedented. You know, so definitely shout out to Alison Felix and 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 her her great history and what she's meant to this sport. Um. Let's 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 just go ahead. Let's just go ahead and address it. Something great happened today. I'm gonna let Stamps have the floor because he been one. He been wanting to call me out. So I'm gonna let him call
1: me out. Go ahead. You got it. My main man, Flamingo, Grant Holloway, for the world record 7:29 in a 60 meter hurdle. Uh, it wasn't a matter of if, but when. You know what I'm saying? He's he's doing he's He's John Wick, he's uh, the Matrix, he's the cheat code, he's up, up, down, down, left, left, right, right, A, A, B, B, A, select, start. I remember that, he is Contra. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's beautiful to see uh, God create an individual that gets it, that trains hard, that's, that's an amazing individual uh, that, that maximizes his God-given talent and ability with hard work, grit, and, and, a, and a lunch pail, show-up-to-work-every-single-day mentality. Uh, Standing ovation to you, Grant Holloway, for the world record. Let's see some more and, uh, and make that thing happen. Uh, come outdoors and put that race together. Go 12.69 69 on them. I'm calling it 12.69. 9
0: you know if you tack on 5. Point, you tack on 5.30 seconds onto that what does that come up to
1: very very fast
0: fast that's 12 that's i think that's 1275 if he can if if he's doing 5.3 5.4 over the last five hurdles in practice 729 5.30 5.40 Every merit record will be gone. I have a whole new level of respect for that young man. Now, pride comes before the fall, and I'm not trying to fall. So I can admit, okay, my pick, because I'm Jamaican, my pick was Omar McLeod. Key word was what I saw today. I'm entitled to change my pick, and I'm changing my pick. I got the young man winning the Olympic games in Tokyo, man. I, I got him. I I I, I got to jump off the ship, man. I, I'm sorry, Omar. I'm sorry, Coach Rayner, But I'm sorry, Jamaica. <laughs> yeah, that too. But I mean, he. I mean, Omar's gonna medal, but he's a he's a chainsaw with a broken with a broken off switch right now. He's just chopping through everybody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, the race is not even close when he gets a to hurdle too. The race is not even close. I mean, he got guys who legitimately could run 13-1, 13-2, and it's not even close. By the time he gets gets a hurdle three, he's like he's practicing by himself.
1: What's so beautiful about Grant Holloway is he's what he's what Terrence Tremel was supposed to be if Terrence was an inch and a half taller. Because Terrence hit so many hurdles because of his 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 just natural God-given height, had his hip height been what grants was you you know you would see you would be seeing what we're watching now but as we all know it just it takes that that beautiful mix of genetics god-given ability execution uh of a top level because before there was ever a guy like usain bolt there you know it, it it took a guy like usain bolt to be what it was in the short sprints grant holloway is that in the hurdles and we can say it now if he stays on the straight and narrow and take care of business, this guy could win the next four Olympics.
0: Okay. you So you, you, you're putting that out there. It's on it's on tape.
1: It's on tape. Cause he's what? 22, 23 right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I believe so. He's 23, 20, yeah, between 22, 24.
1: Yeah. Three. I would, uh, you know, four might be a stretch, but I definitely three. And then multiple world, he, he can do some Edwin Moses type stuff. Like the year that, that Aries rattled off like he didn't lose a race. Like Grant's gonna be on some stuff like that. Like it's gonna be a a a, a Cal Ripken. How many games played? Uh, Edwin Moses. I think he won 141 races or 138 races before a loss. We're looking at something in the likes of that with Grant. I believe.
0: Mm-hmm. Pick what's your take? Then because once you give your take, I'm gonna give my I'm gonna give my take on that as well.
1: Hey, I. I agree,
2: but at the end of the day, you still gotta show up at the start line. You still gotta compete. It's a championship, and you never know what's gonna happen. So, it could be anybody's race. If you bet this final, you're in it. You know, and and that's and
0: that's true. You know, seeing that we're gonna talk about, you know, I'm gonna talk about some stats here. Grant Holloway didn't run anything slower. 8.38, I mean 8.38, I'm sorry, 7.38 all year. Every race was in the 7.3s or faster. That is, to me, that is comparable to Aries merit 2012 year when he his slowest race was like 12.98. He ran under 12 seconds the entire year and then broke the world record after the Olympic Games. You know, Aries had the greatest 110 hurdle season known to mankind. I mean, we can't take that away from him. You know, shout out to the Tennessee Volunteers because he's a So, he had the greatest one ten hurdle year undis- un- undi- undisputed, undebatable. He had the greatest year. I do. I now believe that Grant Holloway is going to probably end up surpassing that, but he's also gonna he's gonna probably end up moving that world record into a both as beaming as space. You know, I think I think he's gonna be. I- I'm gonna throw it out there. With his speed, his size. Remember, the guy can run 6'5". He's probably faster than that now. More than likely, he's faster than that. He ran 43'6", Okay, I believe that he could run under twelve seventy. I believe he can run under twelve seventy. And 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 if I know, and if I know, if we all know, Coach Holloway, that's probably the goal. Because you know, Coach, I would tell you twelve eighty slow. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That now we don't think it's slow because the world record and it's it's something that no one's ever done. But you know, when somebody runs twelve eight, then somebody else does it. Now it be, it's kind of like it's kind of like the three. It's kind of like the sub four minute mile. Sub four minutes ain't fast anymore. You know, it's, it's not fast no more. You know what I'm saying? So I think I think he's gonna put. I think he's gonna put that record so far out of reach. He's gonna have a Bolt esque moment. He's gonna put that. He's gonna put that record so far out of reach. He's going to have a Ronaldo Nehemiah moment and it's going to take a while before the next great one come and break it. You know, it's going to take about 20, 30 years for somebody to come break. It. that's just my that's just my thoughts on the matter. You know what I'm saying? So um, I really believe I really believe that he's going to he's going to shatter the mold. And hopefully, you know, with everything going down, with the covid numbers starting to go down, we're not going to have any disruptions. We're not going to have any interruptions. I think we're going to be I think we're going to be gonna, We're going to be in for one hell of a year. So. Now that we got the, the meet recaps covered, you know it's it's championship season. You know the conference championships are coming up. You know let let's let let's let's talk about because I don't want to forget just anybody and be stuck on this elitist thing. We only talk about the Power Five. Let's talk. Let's pick one conference championship that we're interested in seeing and how it's going to play out. Steps. Let's start with you. You you your SEC guy. What is the conference meet that you're you're, you're ready to see?
1: Boy, it's all about the SOCON, cause This weekend, <laughs> Saturday and Sunday, live at Virginia Military Academy on the campus of
0: VMI. Lincoln,
1: VMI. Virginia, VMI. <laughs> look, I messed myself up. So it's all about the SOCON, baby. Um, You know, uh, I even though we want to talk all about the, the power fives, I'm, I'm anxious to see what my old vaults will do. You know, they look like they're a better team at the national level than they are at the conference right now. Um I don't know if MPSF is happening. Um uh our guy Kyle had a rough go at it in the Sun Belt. Uh a guy Willie Willie over at FAU, um you know, uh he's Conference USA. You know, they got some things accomplished Kurt at a at UAB had a pretty decent meet. So I mean, I'm I'm anxious to see oh, our guy uh down at at uh what um our guy that's down in Louisiana, uh, Adam. What school?
0: He's in, to the, see? he's in the he's in the the, the Southland.
1: South Southland. So yeah. Southland is probably coming up this weekend as well. Mm-hmm. Atlantic Sun is on deck. Um, you know, I I want us to 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 get through the conference meet and then everybody to get through their conference meets injury free, and then uh, we get ready for this outside. So man, you know, Southern Conference man, it 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 it, it it's it's always between, um, Sanford, Western Carolina and and us on the women's side. Um, we were second last year by about 20 some odd points. Uh, so that's the closest we've been, um, you know, there, they look like the runaway favorite, but again, that's why they do the track meet. Um, you know, we're poised to do something big. I just hope the kids, you know, they come prepared and they celebrate it and they trust their training and they go out there and be competitive and and put their foot in there. You know what, um, just don't take nothing easy. Um, uh, Richie Bean and, and the SWAC, you know, I know they're getting ready to go this weekend coming up, mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
1: so, you know, he goes for like his 73rd, three hundred sixteenth title. Um, you know, uh, I don't know anybody that's standing in the way. Now, Now, what's going to be interesting is, I think, is it next year, uh, Mont, that FAMU joins the SWAC? Uh, is it Hampton? No, Hampton joined the Big South. There's another school.
0: Uh, Cookman. who? But Cookman.
1: But Cookman, yeah. They joined the swag. So mm-hmm. you Richie got his work cut out for him. You know, so it's it's definitely gonna be interesting to see, you know, how some things move and shift and shape. And then North Carolina and T joins the Big South. Big, Big South. South. That's another one. And, yeah, but you know, but you know,
0: that, that's all next year. You know, i kind of I kinda wanna be focused on on this year?
1: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I was, just, I was just mentioning some things to be, you know, looking forward to. But, yeah, but that's, that's my take on it. What
2: about you, Pick? What, 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 what meet are you interested in, in watching? Well, I just want to give a shout-out first and foremost to China Davis at Emmanuel College for her second-place finish at the Conference Carolinas meet, um, closing the gap on Mount Olive, who's been dominant for a long time. And it's just good to see a female coach, you know, mix it up with the guys a little bit. So, okay, yeah,
0: okay. You know, you know, for me, honestly, for me, honestly, uh, I'll be real with you. The meet that I'm, the conference meeting I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see outside the SEC. I want to see the Big Twelve. I want. I'm interested in seeing how the Big Twelve handles business. Them in the ACC. Look, those two conferences. Got to respond because the SEC is on fire on every, in, in both genders. They're on fire, so I'm I'm definitely interested in seeing how the Big Twelve responds and how the ACC responds. I'm definitely looking forward to to I'm looking for I'm looking forward to to, to the to the distance matchups in the Big Twelve. I'm, look, I'm because because Iowa State has distance runners that may not be able to knock off Oregon's. Oregon's top two, but they can slide in and and snatch some points away from other teams to help other teams sneak in on the national scene. So I'm interested to see how they start coming along and how they move, how they move forward into championship season. And for the ACC, look, right now Florida State got the depth, they got the bodies, but Virginia Tech, their bullets hit a little different. They may not have the overall depth, but they have the bullets that hit different. You know what I'm saying? Like they, we already know, we already know, shout out to Ricky Argo. We already know Ricky Argo is going to have a whole bunch of sprinters in, in those finals, but Corey Patterson is the grenade. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you can sit there and boom, boom, boom. But at the end of the day, all, 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 all the coaches are going to do is boom, Corey Patterson, he's the grenade. So we're going to see how they come about and how, and, and how that all plays about with, with the, with the ACC. I want to see what Miami does. I want to see what Virginia Tech does. I I want to see what type of energy Clemson men's program and their women's program is going to show. You know, so that's what I'm, that's what I'm, that's what I'm about right now. Um, I'm definitely interested in seeing how that goes, how that goes about. And so, you know, we're definitely going to do a recap next week when the conference championships are over and uh, we're definitely going to see some fireworks pop off. So
2: there's another, you got something else? Back to the SEC meet. Okay. I mean, are these teams going to actually go in and try? Are they going to unload? Or are they going to just kind of just do enough to get by and get ready for the big show? It's the SEC, man. They're going to unload. It, it's the SEC,
1: man. You got, two, you got two ways in which it works. So, uh, David, you're not wrong. And Mont, you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. The teams that are in it to win it, they're throwing their daggers in. Because those dogs, they're going to bark. Regardless, and bite. And if you're a team that's on the fringes, and you know, maybe you got a guy that you got a guy that six sixty four is not inside the top sixteen. And if he doesn't run a two hundred, he probably has a greater chance to run a six sixty or sixty one. And you're a, he's an old Miss or you know any of the schools that are at the, the like you know traditional seventh eighth spot. I would be more inclined to not try to go do nothing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think if, if, if you have a dog in the fight, you, you lay the law, you lay, you lay it down. If you don't, you know what I'm saying? You, you, you try to get your guy to the show. Cause we all know less is more if you only have a handful of bullets. And if you trying to go and win, if you're LSU's men and women, if you to Florida's men and women, you know, you could just kind of tell that the conference meet is different. Um, when you're actually in the in the mix, facts,
0: you know, and I can say, you know, being, you know, having the having the privilege to to volunteer at an SEC school, I seen that meet firsthand. It's nothing like it. It's nothing like it. They come in like they they come in. It's a lot of ego that comes in because they know if I can get them at the conference meet, I'm gonna be able to get them at the at the national because you all know all those coaches know how to get their kids ready for the national meet. So right. it's a it's a prelude. You know, so I'm interested in seeing how that 400 meters play out in the SEC because the SEC is deep on the men's 400. That women's women's 4x4 is also going to be something to watch as well.
1: Well, that was the most beautiful thing about competing in the SEC at the time that I did. The SEC meet was more difficult than the national championships, straight up. We were more pressed. There was more on the line. There was more bleep talk. At the SEC conference meet than at the national championships because if you make it out of that murderer's row, man, you like all right. You know, sometimes get thrown up at the NCAA meet. You know, the prelim day, you like oh, they're walking the park. Who's this guy? Right. Who's that? Guy? You know what I'm saying? So you know the SEC is the is the greatest equalizer of where you're at nationally. So if you go, if you're you know, and it hasn't changed much, but if you're a top five team in the SEC, you're definitely a top fifteen team in the country, maybe in the top twelve.
0: That is true. That is true. And you know, it it's, it's bold it's bolded well over the years. And um, you know, I'm definitely interested in see what how this whole thing's gonna play off, man. Like, you know, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that women's four by four. I hope everybody's healthy and I hope everybody hope the meet is close. So A&M, Florida Arkansas got to run day, got to run day, girls, and and you know put on the show, man. Because right now it's all about it's all about putting on the show and and, and putting the best product out there. Because we one thing we all know, those coaches are going to get their guys right. They're not going to be all done after the conference meeting No, they're going to get that week to train. They're going to be ready to go to the nationals, and they're going to show up and they're going to show out. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Now some interesting news broke. Just want to say again. that. Say that again. I'm looking forward to A and T. Well, wait. They, they, the out out they, they don't have a conference meet this year. I know, even better. Now <laughs> that, mean, now that they, they you look at do it, do because they do do, all they do, all they doing is training. All they doing is training. <laughs> so I just realized they didn't have a conference that's meet. Good, good. So, that yeah.
1: adds to the national storyline, dog. It, it does. I didn't even realize that. It, it
0: does. Now things are going to get a whole lot more interesting because now you're going to get a bunch of bodies that's fresh, wired to run. Versus a bunch of bodies that's wired to run, but just went, through, just went through a twelve round boxing match with 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 Bernard Hopkins, Mike Tyson, and Tommy Hitman Hearns. You know, it's like Mike Tyson punch out. Like you just going against some of the greatest of the greats. So you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But um, switching switching gears a little bit to to the pro scene here. Word broke that the world record holder in the three hundred and the four hundred, Van Niekirk. Changed coaches. We've all had personal conversations about how crazy that sounds, okay? Because it's Olympic year, and we've we've all seen what happens when you make a change in coaching this late in this late in the training process. How it turns out. What are y'all thoughts? And even the people in the even the people in the chat. What are y'all thoughts on Way Van nieker switching coaches from? The lovely coach that he had down in South Africa to uh, one of the most prominent coaches in America, Lance Roman. What What is y'all take?
1: I'm I'ma I'm let because I know David's gonna have much more uh um just knowledge and backstory to it, but I'ma just say this as a as a purist. I solely think this is a selfish move on his behalf, but not in a negative manner. It's like LeBron James. The guy's been in South Africa, he's only known South Africa, he's trained maybe with some kind of talented guys around him. And it seems like at this stage in his life, he wants a challenge that's greater than just what he's known. And, and for him to spread his wings, he's going off to college now. You know what I mean? LeBron didn't get recruited. He didn't get to have a college experience. That's what Miami was for him. He got to play with his friends. They won some championships. They got to talk some mess. He got to be the villain. And then he came back to be the savior, you know, go back home. Uh, I, I feel that from this move, that's my two cents.
0: All right. So, Dave, because you have we have so much knowledge on it, I want you to go last on this one. So, me personally, um, I think it's crazy, but I, I, I'm looking at it from a perspective that, okay, he has more access and more resources here in the United States than he would down in South Africa. He's coming off a catastrophic knee injury. That's probably held him back. It's kind of like the it's kind of like the Bro Mel situation. Like he had to leave Waco and go and go to go to Florida, go to Jacksonville to get to, to get the, the resources and the stuff that he needed. This is what you know, Coach Ford had stated. So
1: famous plug though, I'm interrupting. But he didn't go with the rejuvenator. He didn't go with the great uh, reviver of careers. Reina.
0: Okay. I don't know what direction he was going with that, but.
1: You, I, you, I, I, don't, I, you didn't follow? <clears> Trayvon <throat> Br- Bromel left Ford, you know, mm-hmm. he went to Waco, and and Reina is the great reviver of careers. If Waver Verniker gets down and he's coming off of that knee injury, Reina should have been the choice, not Bromley, but I, I might have said that. too.
0: True, true, but you also remember he's, he's also a Puma coach and, you know, Adidas and, you know, that whole that whole spiel the only reason th- th- there's there's a reason why Hannah's in that group but we're not going to touch on that and Jimmy Vico I think Jimmy Vico still with the Diesel. or did he move to Puma but he's in that group right now which I didn't even know till I saw him do some crazy squat press thing and had everybody's mind blown but anyway so Wade Van Niekerk to me I think he had to make this change I don't agree with it I think he should I think he should have rolled rode into the sunset with, with the horse that got him there. And I'm just saying that I'm saying that, you know, in figurative speech. Um, you know, it's risky, man. It's risky. You know, 4303, the woman got you to run 4303, nine, 995 in 1980 or something like that. And 30 point 30.80 or something like that. You know, why would you leave the formula that got you there? I don't know. But his reasoning, his reasoning, I'm 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 very, I'm very, I'm very you know, skeptic about it, I think he needs to really, I think he really took, I think he took the time to think about it, but I also believe that Adidas also played a role in that as well, because remember, a lot of those great African, South African sprinters, I thought they were all in the same camp, they're not all in the same camp, they in different games, Way Van Nieker literally is training with like a summer league crew of little kids. And some, and some guys who kind of, who trying to break through, but they can't break through. So he literally been doing a lot of this great stuff pretty much on his own. So now he come up to, he got Shawnee Miller, you know, Shawnee Miller, Shawnee Miller can run with him. She may not be able to run, run like that, but she can run with them. She got, he got Noah allows. You know, he got all, he got, he got some good training, good training people with him. Um, I don't know if Gary Evans and that group kind of sometimes do, you know, co-training or whatever the case may be, but that'd be something, you know, um, think about it because Chris Gar- um Steve Gardner is down there as well, so it's going to be interesting to see, you know, let's be honest with you, male quarter miles, Coach Braman had a great run on the collegiate level, not so much on the men's side, on the pro level. That's where my concern comes from, and that's not knocking Coach Braman because everybody knows I'm a Coach Brahman fan. I love Coach Braman, but that's my concern. Pick, you know more about this than we do. Speak on it.
2: I mean, I don't know a lot, but, I mean, each athlete situation is different. Mm-hmm. Um, and he may have been doing Lance's stuff all fall and then decided to make the move over to Claremont. So you, you never know. You also have to understand he's Adidas's top quarter miler.
0: Him or, him, or, him or Steve.
2: Oh, yeah, I've got about Steve.
0: Well, they won A, 1B. He's a yeah. world, he's he's world, world record
2: holder. right? Yeah, yeah. So, marketing rep for Adidas, Spencer <laughs> L You know, him and Lance are pretty tight. So, he might have said, hey, Wade, you should look at other, other opportunities, other options. Move to Claremont. <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> And hey, hey,
0: you you, you might business. be. It's a bit right. You might be right, and you know, I think, I think a lot of stuff that Van Niekirk was doing with his previous coach is similar to what, um, Lance does. anybody know Lance is a very high volume. He's a high volume speed endurance type coach. He does a lot of short recovery, like he taxes the body. You know, there's a reason why Tyson was able to run 44.89 in 19. God knows what in nine six nine. You know, the reason why Wild went from 2140 coming out of high school to his first running 20 flat in one year, you know, you know, and even even with uh, the young man Gaston, the quarter mile, that was a half mile that was left for dead at Arkansas. All of a sudden Lance gets him. He's running 44 mid, you know, so, you know, it, it's, you know, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, to see how he how he fits into that into that system. I think it'll be seamless. But in the same token, got to remember, food is different. You know what I'm saying? Different. You know, he's in Orlando. Women are different. You know, listen, he a pretty boy. He a pretty boy with an accent. You know, <laughs> you know how it goes. You know what I'm saying? He's gonna be down there. You know, going to be a lot of distractions. So you know he gotta stay focused and he gotta be locked in. He gotta be locked in and, and he had to understand what the goal at hand is. You know, he knows Stephen Gardner and Michael Norman's coming because when he looks at Michael Norman, he sees himself. If Michael Norman do decide to stay with the quarter, he sees himself in Michael Norman. Michael Norman's a little bit faster than he is in the shorter sprints, but him and Michael Norman have the similar path. Both of them won two guys that moved up to the quarter. So it's gonna be interesting to see how those two how it plays out between the both of them. If Wade, if I if I was Wade Van Nieker, I'll mess around. You know, i do something like go to Mount Sack. It's just gonna let Michael Norman know what the deal is. Hey, I'm on your soil, I'm here. Take this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That that that's just me. That's just me, but um it's gonna be interesting to
2: see. Um moving along. I was gonna say something. I mean, I Okay, oh my fault. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I think it'll be fine. You know, I you know, I've been down to Lance's camp mm-hmm. several times. So I mean, I'm pretty sure Lance has got something <laughs> tailored specific to him and not gonna get away from everything he's been doing. Right. And then gradually implement what he believes.
1: So, and, I, and I will say this from firsthand experience because it just happened to me two weeks ago. Coming back from an ACL is bull crap. I tore my ACL two weeks ago in Liberty. I slipped on some ice, crunch, pop. I have surgery next Friday. Oh wow! I didn't know. Wow. I didn't know that. <laughs> like <laughs> like you just dropping breaking <laughs> news. <Yeah. laughs> an announcement on the show. Like bro, you, you you could have
0: told us this when it happened. You just not dropping this on
1: man, listen, bro. Wow. Oh, oh my god.
0: No, Yo, you ain't got the, you ain't got that balance. You you out there look like them Tony Baker uh uh skits
1: when people out there slipping on the ice doing this. Uh, worse, I, I I slipped, caught myself, dropped my weight so I wouldn't bust my skull open, and all you heard was pop, crunch, and then my knee pop pop. Oh, uh,
0: yeah. uh, so you want injured reserve, so you got workmen's comp.
1: I, I sure did good brother so i got this nice little brace got some good meds and i'm chilling i can go straight ahead and kind of still put a little weight on it mm-hmm. but any kind of quick juke to the left or right to try to move out of somebody's way you cannot do i'll just stand there like a deer in headlights i'll wait for you to move because i can't move laterally <laughs> dude,
0: that's, a, dude, that's a stabilizing ligament man so you know you can't do no lateral movement you gotta go straight forward and back yeah. Ooh, oh well look man we hope that we hope that surgery goes well man you know you know we're definitely gonna be checking on you um yeah. now that now that we've covered the vein the, the way van diekirk situation and you know other things in track and field you know unfortunately during these times a lot of ugliness has been revealed um and I want to be very careful and I want to be very mindful and i want to preface my statement by saying that in no shape or form are we attacking the programs that we are about to discuss. You know, we 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 are just having the discussion respectfully and just kind of kind of opening dialogue on, on the subject and matter. So recently there's been some social media posts about racial disparity disparities and in, inequalities. In going on at University of Alabama-Birmingham and UCLA. Stamps, you are close with the head coach at the University of Alabama-Birmingham. I am not at liberty to speak on Coach Thomas because I know him in passing. You know, he and I have had a conversation about potentially me working there years back, but I will be doing a very bad disservice if I try to speak on on the subject because I'm not close with him like you are. So yeah. when the word got out about the situation that was going on and that was posted, what were your thoughts? And and pick, you know, you can chime in a little bit if you want, but pick, but uh Stamps, what was your what was your first initial thoughts? And I, I know you probably reached out to him.
1: Of course. Um what was so the situation? Here's, a, here's the beautiful thing about our sport. It's social sho- socially driven and, and, and care and love with it. Um, I was at one of my doctor's appointments today. Kyle called me and said, Hey bro, you heard, you know, you see what's going on with Kurt's program and team. I'm like, no, what's going on. He forwarded me the info. I got off the phone with Kyle. I hit Kurt up, Kurt answered. We wrapped. And you know, um, it was a difficult conversation, man. Me and Kurt have been friends for, for over 20 years. Um, And to find out that there was a coach on his staff that has more and less, you know, been um, subject, has subjected athletes to unfair treatment, to say the least, is disheartening. Um, You know, there's certain things we have to stay away from, again, legally and stuff. And, you know, uh, he was very open with me, so I'll, I'll leave a lot of that you know, off the show. But when I challenged him with this, say, Kurt, you know, you know what we've dealt with. You know the jobs I've lost for less. Merely being the type of man that was confident in my ability and programs choosing to pass me over after a year's stay solely because I either made them eat their words or prove the point that my athletes were going to score the points that they were going to score months away from the championship. Uh, We're going to go in a different direction. Great guy. You didn't break any rules, but I just want somebody a little more vanilla and not in the color of the skin in their content of how they moved within that program. Probably lost two jobs like that, being honest with y'all. So to know that, that racial tensions are at their peak, to know that Social injustice is at the forefront of the lips of every college, university, campus. Hell, even in our democracy, sometimes an opportunity needs to be lost to understand how serious said implications are. And, 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 and what I said to Kurt was solely this. I said, look, man, me and you are friends. We'll be friends. But at this current moment, until the rightful action that you know, no matter how difficult it is, is done. I said, I can't rock with you like that. We were planning to come to your school to do the meet uh, April 2nd and 3rd, we're pulling. No, I can't do it. I, I don't feel right about. It. Kyle pulled out. I'm not trying to do a whole, hey, let's boycott the track meet, but you're in Birmingham, Kurt, in the epicenter of the civil rights movement. And you knowingly, willingly, and understandably have a person that is a part of your staff that has done harm to people of color. I got a problem with that. And, and I know you've been the 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 light in this. His his sprint girls, his distance girls have have lauded his handling of the situation. But that that isn't enough. And since he's in the position to make the requisite change or that administration is in the position to make requisite change what really matters i understand that this gentleman's life might be upended but you should have thought about what you said before you said and because we're we're gifted with an opportunity to impact people's lives and we all know the impact that we've had on our students athletes lives and 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 the impact of coaches on our lives imagine for one second if if your coach at Iowa State, Scott Roberts, said something like those words you read to you. Imagine for one second if Coach Anderson said those words to me. Imagine, Pick, if your coaches, as staunchly as you challenged them to be the best coaches for you, came at you with the types of things you may have read and how hurtful it would have been, how much that would have second guessed your own identity. And we might not be in this capacity of the coaching realm because like, damn, my coach did that to me. I'd probably want to be away from the sport as much as possible because we know we have friends, acquaintances, constituents that have left the sport because of poor treatment in it. And, and, I, and I'm looking in the camera, and I don't know if you're going to watch the show tonight, Kurt, or you've watched it before, and, and I'm going to say the same thing to everybody. And Evander, if you're watching, I would hope you, you chime in on the chat because I'd like to know for the head coaches that are here, because I'm going to throw it to you, Matt, because you're the only head coach on, on, uh, on the show tonight. How would you handle one of your assistant coaches if this was a factual oh, – this is really the thing. It happened. How would you handle the same situation inside your program? And I I will conclude with this. Kurt, I love you. I care about you. You're actually going to get my roses tonight because I know and understand you're going through it. But the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Mm. You are in a position of, of, of authority to to care for those black babies that you have in your program. And I understand it's really going to be difficult to make the decision that you don't want to make, but it's best for everybody else. Because. You're in Birmingham, bro. And you have to take care of not only you, but this program and every great leader sometimes has to do things that aren't very popular. Do the right thing. Kurt. Now, how would you handle it, Lamont, if this happened inside your program with an assistant coach of yours.
0: Wow. Um, First and foremost, let me commend you for those words that you said, you know, you you spoke a mouthful and I hope everyone who's watching and who's going to listen to this on our different um, social media platforms, take that in and and absorb what you just stated. Let me tell you how I would have handled it. I tell my assistant coaches this all the time. Do not put me in the position where the power has been taken out of my hands. In in this situation, if that was if if I was the head coach and it was on my staff, instantly the power was taken out of my hands without the higher ups telling me the power was taken out of my hands. So you know what that means? I got to remove the problem. There, 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 is no, there, there is no coming back from that. What people need to understand is this your student athletes are the number one recruiters of your program. With the, with the invention of social media, these cell phones, they are the number one recruiter of your program. You are to protect and provide a safe environment for those athletes so they can have a great experience and they can move on and they can keep saying, hey, this is a great school we went to. This, listen, there's a reason why there's never been a bad word said about Vince Anderson. There's a reason. OK, there's not a bad word said about Vince Anderson. There's been bad words said about all of us. I ain't heard not one bad word said about Mr. Vince Anderson. So when you're dealing with the racial component in the current climate that we're in, this ain't up for discussion, man. You can't when you're the head coach, you can't straddle the fence. And I tell this to everybody, this is why I'm so reluctant about hiring my homeboys or my homegirls because I have to let it be known. Listen, we friends, but understand something. If you do something. You better understand how to separate the friendship from the personal side. I don't, like I said, you're more, you're you have a more intimate relationship with Kirk than I do. If I was in his place, I'm removing the situation. Because at the end of the day, what those young ladies say is gonna damage you a whole hell of a lot more than you trying to protect somebody. This ain't Chicago PD. You're not, you're not Hank Voigt. OK, you're not protect. You, you're you not protecting at war and those guys from who made mistakes. You, that, that's 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 not what this is. OK, you're going to have to remove it. People got removed for just in your windows of speculations. This has been
1: an ongoing thing. So so, you know. That and I, that you just mentioned something and uh, maybe I'll, I'll make I'll make sure I touch base with him a couple of days later because it's but there there it is again. You've done this and you get another opportunity inside your opportunity. I don't I don't get to make that mistake. I don't I don't get to make that mistake, Kurt. And if I'm getting emotional, I apologize because uh, me and Lamont have both lost jobs for really, really dumb reasons. When you really, really look at it. And and, and and I understand there's a, a process, investigations and things that people, you know, F all of that. And and if you can't if you can't stand by the 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 words of, of 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 loving each other, being respectful to people's differences, I understand coaches are tough. They might say things and do things and there not be no personal association to it. And I'm I'm about as much of an a hole as anybody, but I always make sure I love the kids up. If I tear them down, so to speak, I love them back up. I'll send them a text later that day. You know I'm hard on you because I believe in you more than you believe in yourself. You know that I'm going hard on you because if I get to the point to where I don't say anything, then I've just moved on. And until you bring me back in, I have I have to to uh, I have to create the boundary for myself. And 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 how come that guy gets a chance? to fix his mistake, but I never did. Right. I never, I never, the only place I've ever been at where I've been able to come back from a mistake I made inside of the situation has been here at ETSU. That's why I've been here for eight years. And none of my, none of my situations were egregious. I didn't break no rules. I, I didn't step out of bounds. It was just, I'm from the Southwest side of Atlanta, Georgia, man. And I was raised different. And I was taught different and I had a different experience and I watched male coaches that weren't my skin tone handle me a type of way. So I thought that was the norm. And then the minute I do it, it's a problem, but not realizing that. The biggest issue wasn't that I was doing it wrong. I wasn't the right type of person to be able to do it.
0: Right. Mm And let me let me tell let me let me tell everyone who's going to watch this understand something, okay? The assistant coaches they are the wedding. The kids is the marriage. There's a difference. Understand what I just said right there. The assistant coaches they're the wedding, they're the festivities. But the kids are the marriage. It's a difference. Now going out west you have another situation where it wasn't so much a coach. It was a student athlete. And I think this was a little bit more cut and dry. You know, I don't know where everyone's getting this courage from to absolutely sit here and just, just, just be openly disparaging towards their fellow man and be on the team and smile on people's faces and think it's okay to call them the N word with the hard, with the hard ER at the end of it, you know, Um, I'm not going to get into the statement that coach, coach Anderson made because I have my own feelings on that, on that subject. But, um, you know, what took, what, 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 like what took, what takes people so long to remove an individual like that? Like there's only so many, there's only so many chances you can get, you know, at some there has to be in a program there has to be non-negotiables. There has to be, there could be things that you say, okay, you know what? I can I kind of work around that, but there has to be hard line non-negotiables. Okay, causing racial tension amongst your team is a non-negotiable. So kudos for UCLA for finally putting that fire out. But in the same token, that fire should have been put out a long time ago. Respect to coach Avery Avery Anderson and that whole entire staff. And like I said, I'm being very mindful and I'm I'm being very cognizant of what I'm saying because I don't I I don't I don't I don't want to ruffle any feathers or or potentially burn anything. I'm going to keep my personal feelings off that. I am. Kudos. Kudos to UCLA for handling that situation. Pick. I kind of want you not to speak on some on some of these topics for 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 various reasons. okay? but stamps, you can speak on that as someone who deal with athletes how would you deal with an athlete in comparison to how you would deal with a coach? Would you deal with one would you Um, deal with them the same?
1: Yeah, I I think you, you said it correctly, man. You know, there's certain non-negotiable like I'm, I'm, you know, there's no, there's no, uh, there's no hiding it. I've been wanting to be a head coach, you know, the entirety from, from year one of my, my coaching career. And I mean, that's still a goal, you know, I, I might've took a long way to get to it, but you know, if and when I get to it, because there's just certain things that I'm just I I don't lose any sleep when I'm when I have my convictions, man. And I had a uh, we even are having a, a, a issue here at ETSU that's weighed on me, man. And, you know, um, they've been at the forefront. You know, I've, I've spoken about on the show how much of an ally our athletic director is. And and he wants to listen and he wants to learn. And, and he's created. Initiatives and and series uh, to 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 have sensitivity training on on, on the inequities, Um, you know, bought unity T-shirts and done the, 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 the the walk for justice walk in the fall. Only. And David, if you're still checking in on what ETSU is doing, only. To have our president, Dr. Nolan. Turn code on us. The basketball players had been kneeling for four games, uh, some on the field, on the, on, the, on the court, sometimes in the locker room because, um, you know, uh, COVID constraints depending on the facility that they're at. Then they knelt for the first time, I think, last week. Nothing was said, you know, it wasn't a really big deal. And, and the news media kind of, you know, started keep sending the pictures out, sending the pictures out. And then guess what? The Board of Trustees meeting happened. And Board of Trustees came at Dr. Nolan's neck. It was like, lack of better words, this was poorly executed, hurtful to the region. And if it ever happens again, it's going to be a problem, essentially. Now, that wasn't the word they used. But in that same interview later on that day when Dr. Nolan got on you know, the local news network, he's like, you know, we got a game with VMI this week. All but Garrett, you know, uh, we got a game with VMI this week. You won't have to worry about any demonstrations during the Star Spangled Banner. You have my word. And the kids, it's gut punch. You you kind of set us out, you sent us up the river, man, like you 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 told us that we're more than an athlete. You created a series about being more than an athlete, and now you're saying that uh, you know, uh, we're not representing the region at the highest level. And and I and I and I I asked myself this question. Then if if I could step out of me and my association ETSU, then let, let all the players from the region play the football game next Saturday and let's see how well we do. Let's let all the players from the region on my team at ETSU currently, right now the Dobbins Bennett kids, the Science Hill kids, the, the, the Elizabethan kids, the uh, uh, kids from Sullivan South and Sullivan North and, 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 and uh, Knoxville Catholic, Hardin Valley. David, how well would we do at a conference meeting if just them kids participate? You're saying thank you. Thank you.
2: <laughs>
1: you know, if, if that's what representative of the region is. So it, it, it isn't fixed. It is an ongoing conversation. um, and, and it's not right. And as much as you try to say you have a unique obligation when you put the university's... Uh, letters on and, and, and colors on. Nah, man. Let's let's be very clear. You have a unique opportunity to be represented by somebody like me. That's helping ETSU nationally in the realm of track and field. That 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 brings notoriety to the Olympians that come out of the World Championship performers. The one NCAA finalist that we have came out of ETSU's women's track and field team. And you were supportive of that individual. And you can't be supportive of them. When the like, so I, I, let me say this to all of, 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 of non black America if you end up watching this show. Us kneeling for the one millionth, one hundred and one thousandth time has never been about disrespecting the flag. Okay, let's be very clear. It's been about police brutality, social injustice. And the fact that people are still fighting for the same rights today, I'm without being disrespectful to my ancestors inside of Black History Month. If you look at pictures and make them black and white in today's marches, it looks no different than the 60s, no different than the 50s, no different than the 40s. Why are we still asking for helps and handouts for people that never really intended for us to be an equal part of the society that they created for themselves. Oh, but excuse me, you left persecution of, of the Protestants and, and where you're at in England because you didn't like being alienated and, and and not given the same opportunity. So you fled an entire country not the able, ocean, and not being able to to start your own thing and right. there were already people here living their own life.
0: And not and being able to practice not and, and not being able to practice their own religion.
1: Right. And so all you did was then the same thing that was done to you, you did to the Indian people. Then you brought in the black people to build up everything that you have. And like, like, damn. And to mention, I educated our athletic director that the Star Spangled Banner is like four, four verses long. And the two verses that are actually sung, the two minus, the two uh, verses that are out, like have racial epithets in them. So the Star Spangled Banner, and I'm not trying to be, anti-patriotic because I believe in my country. I'm happy I'm an American, you know, more often than not. But there's there's like racial tones in it about slavery and it never hoping to end. But they don't put that in there. Because it's really hard to talk about the land of the, the, home, the, land of the uh, free or the land of the brave and the home of the free, whatever. Home of the free and land of the brave, whatever. You know what I'm saying. But it's, it's frustrating because we keep Kaepernick has been saying the same thing for five years, and other people have picked it up. And 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 what and what my athletic director shared with me so passionately was they can't get past it and the flag. All they see is the flag, and they feel the, the white America feels like flag is disrespected when people kneel, white, black, or indifferent during the in Star Spangled Banner. Well, my father fought for the war uh, for for the country. My parent died. This my son died. My daughter died. It, It's they can. We are all about equality, but not if it has to do with flag. And and he has not been able to, as he's giving hundreds of thousands of dollars back personally this week. That People said we're not supporting people that do that. Bring me my money back. Run me my 10 grand back. Run me my 50 grand back. But yet. We're supposed to shut up and dribble. We're supposed to put on the. There was a, a march on campus tonight because, again, the president walked with us in September and spoke to the body at large that how we're not going to stand for the things that are going on in the region. And it was an all too quick lesson, which is a super blessing in disguise that. We got to continue to learn how to navigate and swim in these shark-infested waters. So I don't fault the president for doing what he had to do. I fought him on the execution and how he could have said exactly what he had to say without losing the support of his athletes by solely saying this. There was no intention other than to be supportive of our student-athletes you guys that are in the region that were hurt need to understand that our student athletes aren't from this region, but they matter too. Period. That's it. And, and, and nobody feels run them up, a punch to the chest or slap in the face, but that's not what was said. And then it made it seem like where the, they're ungrateful for the scholarships they have. They're ungrateful for the opportunity they have to come to school for free just to shoot a basketball through an iron hoop. Free. These are the things people are saying, <laughs>
0: "Yeah, everybody." So, who says, after,
1: everybody I knock my computer.
0: Over. Everybody who says that we we began all this stuff for free has never lived the life of a student athlete at a Division One school. You know, you know. Respectfully, you know, you said you said a bunch and you know, there's really no need for me to tag on to it. But I will I will say this. And I say this in a general state, in a general statement. If you really want to see a man. Become. Very, very, very. What's what I'm looking for? Vulnerable. Attack his pockets. His whole his whole mood to switch, and that's all. And that's all I'm gonna say on that matter. Um, you said it very eloquently, man. Um, you know, I, I I wish UCLA and UAB the best moving forward. And um, you know, they too will get they too will get over this, and hopefully they will move on. But we know that this thing is not going to stop because you know the 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 mere thought the the mere thought of one being better than the other absolutely terrifies terrifies one party. And whatever, but I'm gonna leave it at that before I say something that I'm I I'm, I have no business saying. <laughs> so let's lighten the mood. Let's in the mood. Okay. So you know what time it is. So don't debate me now. I don't know how to do the whole banner thing that that cow be doing. <laughs> so you have to excuse me. Okay. But last week, you know, a last, right. I'm I'm a rookie at this. Okay. So just, just just let let me live. Okay. Last week, a BG Dean. Shout out to a BG. He is the assistant coach at at, the University of South Florida. He proposed a question based on the topic that I had last week. And I said I will come back with the women's version this week. Okay? So he asked about the University of Texas women versus the ladies of Troy in the 400. And who will be the real quarter mile of you? Are y'all ready? Because I know pick. I know pick. You're ready. You always always got the numbers. You ready? All right. So we're going to start with the University of Southern California, the women of Troy, okay? So without giving y'all the times, I'm just going to give y'all the top four. I'm going to give y'all the top four, okay? University University of Southern California, we got Kendall Ellis. I'm giving y'all in, in order who got the record, number two, number three, number four. Kendall Ellis, Jay Scepter, Jay, St- Jay Stepter, Kyra Constantine, Kaylin Roberts.
1: That's that, that's a formidable that's a formidable group, right? That's formidable, but yeah, I need to see this Texas list because I I slightly remember Jade Scepter, and I know Kendall, but them last two not so much. Mm-hmm. But let's see this Texas list. Okay, the Texas list ready. Top
0: four: Courtney O'Colo. whoop, Sonya Richards, woo, Christian Gordon. Mm
1: kendall bazing oh texas texas is the real quarter mile of you nah
2: because because Kyer and constantine run fast okay now
0: i'm going off of what they did
2: in college and caitlin richard yeah yeah with, college okay
0: too. okay i'm going with what they didn't. okay here goes the usc times okay and anybody in the anybody in in, in the group y'all can y'all y'all in, in the group chat y'all can y'all can step in and y'all can now y'all can speak on this, okay? USC women. Kendall Ellis, $49.99. Jade Stepter, 50.91. Kara Constantine, 51.22. Kaylin Roberts, 51.25. Their alternate is Carol Rodriguez, a.k.a. Carol Cakes. That's her rap name, okay? Okay. That's her rap name, all right. She is fifty-one thirty-nine. Okay, that's USC's top five in the alternate. We want to run the prelims in the in the final four. Okay, you ready? Courtney Okolo, forty-nine seventy-one. Sanya Richards, forty-nine eighty-nine. Christiane Gordon. 50.13 <laughs> Kendall Basin 50.46. <laughs> <laughs> you wanna know what said a fifth place girl? And we all we were all in we was all in her era, me and stamps were in her era. Suzanne and Reed yeah. 5074.
1: That's the fifth woman, that's the alternate. Oh, that's a, that's a sub 3 that's a sub uh 320 team damn near. That's yeah. going to change. That's going to change this year. That's all going yeah. to Yeah, so so
0: right now, right now because USC's had such a great tradition of women sprinting, dating back to Coach Alice all the way up until Coach Gilbert Smith. Okay? We already know what Coach Bev Kearney, who I think is the greatest female coach Greatest women's team coach. Let me say that. Let me say that correctly. Greatest women's team coach who happened to be a female. I believe she's the greatest of all time. Okay. Now you got, you had Flow and then you, no, you had, uh, Pontra Buford Bailey and then you had, then you had Flow. Okay. So Texas women, if anybody in the comments got a two schools that they want me to do about, because I'm planning on doing the Texas AM versus Baylor or in Florida versus LSU. I think that's gonna be I think that's gonna be a great battle. Can we come back to this in June? Oh absolutely. A- 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 absolutely. Hey Mark Sylvester, you said AM will be a good one. I'm gonna do AM versus Baylor versus Florida. I'm gonna do a three, I'm gonna do a three-way thing next week. That that's gonna be my don't debate me for next week. I had to lighten the mood a little bit, you know. Want to make sure that you know we end this stuff on the top on, on a great note. And right now is the uh the time of the night, fellas. Tonight, we give our roses out. And um, because, you know, Pick doesn't normally do the screen thing. He's the behind-the-scenes guy. You know what I'm saying? I think it's our honor to make sure you either you go last. So, um, Stamps, you go first. I'll go second. Pick, you go last.
1: I, I, got a, I got a twofer, and it'll be short, though. Uh, first roses go to my man, Kurt Thomas. Like I said, brother, I love you, man challenging you that's what brothers do me and Mont have it out and and we love each other at the end of the day uh when we challenge each other to be the best versions of ourselves when he get it right i applaud him when i get it right he applaud me that's what brothers are supposed to do man so you know i understand it's hard i understand it's difficult be who you know you are and 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 make sure you have the backs of everybody not just one group of people my second um uh Rose's go to Kyle Stevenson. My man had a rough go at it uh this past weekend um at his conference championships and me and him talked and man he was he was like a mad scientist. I could hear his fingers clicking in the background because, you know, as a real leader, he said it squarely falls on his shoulders. Um athletes weren't ready, his coaches weren't ready. Um, you know, and, 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 and and any good leader has to look at themselves first, so I just love the fact that we've all had dialogue we've all talked and helped uh, each other sharpen our iron um, and and look for uh, a, a renewed energy. I think a, a ass whipping does that to you uh, my uh, David we can all remember those times myself we can all remember those times where we let stuff get away from us or things just didn't come come to pass and and it was that gut check of we're in athletics, nonetheless. We're not competing on the track per se, but our stuff is in the mind and, and our preparation and our workouts. Um, and I want, I, I want to give my roses to Kyle because, you know, at the end of the day, it takes a real man to take ownership in the how he fell short, but the even bigger man to come back in three or four months and, and make the type of improvement that we all know is about to be made because we know who's at the helm.
0: Nice, nice, nice. So um I'll probably do a two-fold as well. Um my first set of roses I would like to give to Sarana Hyatt. Sarana Hyatt just got an internship down at the University of Virginia. Um me and this young woman, and I and I say that and I say that with with with, with love. Um we had a nice conversation over this summer about how to deal with you know men and women in the workplace and um she opened my eyes to a lot of things and you know she's been through a lot you know in the coaching realm or whatever the case may be so you know for her to get this opportunity that starts in july to 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 work at the university of virginia to work in the athlete development area you know things of that nature it says a lot about her character and about her perseverance because she was done she was done with the sport but she's you know she gave back the high school but now she's back in the collegiate scene in some in some manner and she opened another door for herself so so sarana you know proud of you man congratulations um my roses go to you and i'm gonna pick you back off of stamps man my roads to go to Kyle stevenson um i saw his tweet and we always see coaches tweet about the great stuff stamps has been the only one who's been vocal to, to put people on notice about that. When are we ever gonna put the bad stuff out there? And I only seen two, I only seen two coaches do that. I saw Coach Holloway do it and I seen Kyle do it. But Kyle did it and it felt more he I it, like he invited us into, into his pain. And as a head coach, we don't do that often because we're scared, because we're wondering, okay, is it gonna hurt our recruiting? No, because if you if you know how to coach, it's gonna work itself out. And so for Cal to, to man up and, to, and, put the, and put the blame on his shoulders and deflect it away from everybody else, I, 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 I salute that man for doing that. And, you know, Georgia State is going to be better. He's going to be better. His coaching staff is going to be better. And, you know, given the circumstances, you know what I mean? Listen, we all got COVID, and I think, I think a part of us get caught up in the fact that we see everybody else doing well, but everybody everyone's school situation is different. So we have to put everything in this proper box. Either way, either or, he made no excuses. He made no, he, he, he didn't run around. He didn't run around the mill with a bunch of nonsense. He manned up. He put it out there for the world to see. He said they're going to be better. And I know they're going to be better. So pick your head up. My roses go to you, my brother. You and little baby girl, little baby princess. My roses go to y'all too. You're going to be fine. And the women of Georgia State going to be even better moving forward.
2: My you last one pick last oh, one. Yeah. I mean just want to give my roses to my mother um just appreciate her everything she's done for me and you know getting me out of bed in high school when I just felt like I didn't want to go to high school classes at all so just keeping me consistent you know helping me work hard setting an example as a single mom just working hard grinding working two jobs and just just being my inspiration and Role models, if you want
1: to look at like that.
2: So,
1: yeah, why, don't you tell, why don't you tell the people on Track Chat where you at now, man? I don't think you know you since you always not really on it. Oh, I got a new gig. You
2: know, they'll they'll figure out. You know,
0: ladies and gentlemen,
1: <laughs> a David Pickett. Profile,
0: David Pickett is the new assistant coach at Colgate University. Now, this is very sentimental to me because my other half used to be the director of track and field there. A good man named Hollis Meadows is now is, is not the director of track and field. OK. Pick took his talents from North Greenville to Hamilton, New York. OK. He's up there now. I'll be now. I, now we, we are very transparent. OK. I was I, I have my I have my concerns, but I could. But, but he knows where my concerns came from from a place of, of care and love based on the fact that I had a history in that city, but his history can be completely different than the one, than, than the one that was previously there. So he had to do what was best to him. You know, Nate, who's who Nate scales, who's part of, who's part of the family. He was up there. So he can always reach out to you and, and, and get you, and get you through some of those patches, you know, it's good to watch our brothers elevate. Stamps is now associate head coach. You are now in a new situation where you had a Division one school working your way up to get your notoriety. You know, Kyle and myself, we're both head coaches, and we're both looking to make ourselves better and move forward. So, you know, we got to spread the love. You know, Cal. Like I said, not Cal. Excuse me. Pick is the behind-the-scenes guy. He doesn't toot his own horn. He stays behind the scenes. You know, except when you see him in the track, and his guy run fast. All of a sudden, you can't get rid of him. He he gonna he gonna be around you. Yeah, my guy just ran twenty points. Boy, what you gonna do about <laughs> it? Hey he'll, hey, hey, he'll let you know. Don't get don't get it twisted because when they run fast, he'll let you know because I've seen it firsthand. Okay, I've seen it firsthand, Mister Regional Coach of the Year. You know he you know he did his thing. So so this this man's a, this man's a savant. He attracted field savant. He he knows, he he knows this profession inside out. So, congratulations to my boy Pick, and everybody who and everybody who is uh, achieving greatness in this profession.
2: So, I got one more though. Look ahead. I got to give my roses to Kyle as well. <laughs> that's three for three. That's three for three.
1: Three for three.
2: Three for three. three, for three. It, it takes a, a man to put something like that on Twitter. It, yeah, what it does. That's I mean that's brave. Um, But that's what a leader does, right? That's what Nick Saban did it. Mm-hmm. So Don't be
1: better for it, man. It's a lot better,
2: and y'all better get ready for that team in Atlanta. That's all I'm gonna say.
0: We'll we'll, we'll definitely we'll definitely see what's popping. So <laughs> so, ladies gentlemen, all the people who watch us and support us. This has been another episode of Track Chat with the most with, with the most known unknowns. I am. I am Lamont Johnson, a.k.a. the artist formerly known as Flex Luga. David Pick out behind the scenes, the brains behind the operations. And the alchemist himself, man of arms. And now he's going to be the man who needs another ligament in his knee. Okay. <laughs> Hassan Stamps. Next week, we're definitely going to be talking about the, the conference recap. Kyle Stevenson will be back. He'll take over his moderating duties. And everything will be back to normal. Y'all stay safe. We love y'all. We out. Peace. All right. Later. Okay.